0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet, I get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Survivor to get your free entry in our NFL Survivor Contest. First place gets five dollars cash and a $250 gift card to the SGPN store. Driver! Start your Welcome to another Monday edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb, I am Rod Gomez, and we just got done with yet another exciting week of NASCAR racing and all the bets that go with it, and we're here to break it down for you as we do every single Monday. Cody, buddy, we're flying high again after a pretty pretty fun weekend.
1: That's right, it was another another good weekend, another good race, man, again constant just action throughout the field strategies were crazy two more laps we might have had a different result on the race like just just insane man i'm oh i'm loving it so much the season's so good now we got two races for the playoffs shit's really getting tight man i love it
0: but the cup wasn't the only exciting race i mean the truck race actually had a lot of stuff going on too i mean it wasn't necessarily as exciting as the as the uh cup race but There was a lot of stuff playing out in there, and Cody, because again, we bet down the field, so we had stuff happening all over the track, and there was actually drama, maybe not at the front of the pack, but there was definitely drama in our bets for sure, so I mean, kept us watching. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, look, we did just get done, obviously, uh, with Richmond, and now we move on to the road course in Watkins Glen New York Uh, it's kind of a slow slow news week we're not used to this right compared to what
1: we've gotten man there ain't nothing going on (laughs) yeah
0: was no breaking news no fantastical stories out there this week it was just sort of a ho-hum let's transition into the next week no major signings no big beefs although uh we can probably talk about this now and it really won't go too far into what we're going to talk about with our bets but Kurt Bush after the interview says we got Ross Chastained. and that was uh that was probably the I, biggest I news know, of the week yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah a new new term in NASCAR Ross Chastain <laughs> yeah I'm gonna talk about that when we get to my bets but, okay good uh, yeah man I just we talked about a little bit in the discord channel I like the guy but starting to be like dude what are we doing out here like every week man well Come let's on. let's talk uh, about I, yeah, that. I mean
0: Let's talk about the the fact that like some of the biggest names, right? I mean Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, you could probably throw Rusty Wallace in there every once in a while. Those guys got under my wall trip for sure. DW got under some skins, so you know these bad boys, as we put it. Even Kyle Busch was one for a little while. Like, yeah. at what point are we just saying they're they're going to calm down?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I guess maybe he's just going to fully lean into the bad boy thing now or what. I don't know. But just every week he finds himself in a position where he just – something that could have been avoided again. I mean, I, I get they were th- kind of three wide there. Things were getting tight. But just let out of the gas. Do something, man. Just stop wrecking everybody. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, uh, again, I like the guy. You know, we hit him 40-1 to 1 earlier in the season. It's kind of hard to hate a guy like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if he – just tone it down a little, buddy. I, but man, going going forward into the playoffs, it's gonna be hard to bet on him at all unless you get a long shot to win. But head to heads and stuff, it's gonna be real hard to bet on him, and it, we may end up betting against him a lot because he's gonna get he's gonna get his. It's coming, dude. Three quarters of the field does not like you and blames you for all these wrecks. So. <sighs> It's, you got it coming buddy <laughs> you know
0: we talked about it it's like the nascar game where like he's driving on the track and everybody's red there is not a single green <laughs>
1: driver out All there swerving out of their way to wreck you and, yeah
0: <laughs> you know and it's uh, funny because that that race did that right i mean they literally were sliding out of their way to try to wreck you and we saw denny hamlin run him down the track exactly like that like a NASCAR video game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It's just nuts, but yeah. I mean, not a lot of, it's a quiet, quiet week. And I think that's okay. As we start to end in the playoffs,
1: bubble Wallace did sign his extension last week. It was after we recorded our shows though. So multi-year extension for bubble Wallace stay with twenty-three eleven. not shocking at all. Everybody saw this coming. They've said multiple times. He is the future. He's going to be the guy you're going to have him and Reddick teamed up on that team together. I think that's going to be a pretty good pairing. Kurt Busch maybe still in the mix a little longer too. Who knows? Obviously, he missed again this past weekend. Hopefully, he's going to be back soon. We're hoping everything's good with him, and it's not another Dale Earnhardt Jr., Casey Kane type situation where where it costs him a season or or future health issues and stuff. So uh, definitely, definitely thoughts with him. But yeah, Bubba Wallace locked down for for multiple uh, years extension at, at 2311 again no surprise there they they've already said that he's he's their guy and they're going to build around him and now him and reddick for sure we know are locked into that team for a while so that's that's twenty three eleven going forward hey man
0: when the big boss is sitting up there in your pit uh pit box man that that's uh that's something right there seeing michael jordan lean forward and yeah and he, watching you race
1: was, yeah and again he had another good finish i don't know i think he was like 10th or something maybe right outside the top 10 maybe but uh another good week for him. So he's definitely been performing well. And uh, yeah, I like it for him. Um, I did have, so Ke- obviously spoiler alert, Kevin Harvick won the race. Oh, I know no uh, clip his,
0: today. Sorry guys.
1: His 60th career win, which is pretty remarkable. Ties him on ninth on the all-time list with some guy named Kyle Bush. <laughs> I know what he's doing these days. Scrub. But uh, Yeah. So, I mean, again, that's two two guys that are in the sport right now tied for ninth place on the all-time list like that's pretty incredible that we're watching their their careers unfold here and obviously harvick is getting toward the end of his kyle bush still has some time left uh in his career so um yeah it's just man 60 wins that's a lot and for harvick to do a back-to-back and we'll talk about harvick obviously when we get into our bets we were all over him this past week we I don't know why you didn't put him on there to win again, Rod. Come on. <laughs> I'm blaming that on you. You should. But uh, I think we might have even, like, discussed the possibility. I'd have to go back and listen to the tape exactly. But uh, I did give him out at some ridiculous odds to win the championship during our off week when we went over the odds and said he could find a way to win and get him sneak himself in there because that was when he was outside the playoffs at the time. But uh, he's obviously definitely locked in now. And then Chase Elliott also, if he finishes 33rd or better at Watkins Glen, that's all he has to do, and he wins the regular season championship, which is a massive, massive advantage. There's 15 bonus points. Um, If the playoffs were to start today, he would have 40 playoff points, and Chastain would be second with 21. So a 19-point playoff point advantage, which – man that's that's big that's that's going to be really big for him and that team going forward especially with everything we've seen this year all the craziness to have a cushion like that i wouldn't say you're getting a mulligan necessarily although i mean maybe the first two rounds you almost have where you could have a bad race and, and get away with it but uh yeah again 33rd or better that doesn't include stage points which he generally doesn't get stage points at road courses because of the strategy calls and if he's up front he most likely won't but uh so there's other things that could come into that. But thirty-third to better no matter what. Elliott's the champion. So barring an accident or a mechanical failure, I would say there's a good chance he wraps that up this weekend at Watkins Glen.
0: That's nuts. But you know, and it's funny, you gave out karvik at like forty to one. We talked about it, but I gave him out in the beginning of the season at like fifteen to one. 15 to 1. Now yep. he's down at twelve to one, right where he was at the beginning
1: of the season. So yep. yeah, I mean hopefully, so you hopefully you're holding on to some tickets from early in the season, fifteen to one, and then yeah was it 40 to one is what he said yeah you gave it a 40 to one i gave it a 40 to one during our back in june when we had the the week off and we kind of discussed some futures and stuff and again at that point i went i went back and i was listening to that audio uh to make a clip for twitter uh and yeah i even said then i didn't i didn't think he was gonna win i thought he was gonna find another way to get in and now he's got two wins it's crazy obviously i've i've come off of my stance a little on on him not winning. I agreed with you a couple weeks ago. He won back to back, man. I did not see that coming after a 65 race, winless streak. Just, you know, the old guy can still get it done.
0: My faith is uh, a slow burn, man. It's okay. Sometimes you just got to hang with me. That's I, I may not get no, it right now.
1: I don't think Martin Truex jr. I think he's more done than anything, but uh, <laughs> that I'll agree we'll with see. you. Maybe that'll change before the end of the season too, but <laughs> Kevin Harvick is not. And, and now, uh, I, I mean, still 12 to 1 to win the championship, but compared to 40, you know, two months ago, that's a drastic change. And with two wins, he's got that gives him 10 playoff points. I mean, that moves him up from two weeks ago before he won. He wasn't even in the playoffs. Now he'd be one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the playoffs if they started today, which is, you know, out of 16 cars. Again, there, there's no mulligans or anything, but if you have a little bit of a cushion, then then that's a good good chance. And again, if he can get to Phoenix, you, you, you so we've talked about all these places he's really good at. Michigan, that was one of our things. If you can get to Phoenix, that's the track that he has owned. I think he's got 18 top tens in a row. That streak is still currently going, and he's won there like 700 times. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it. I'm gonna be yeah. On the, I would love to be – I'm not a huge Kevin Harvick fan, but I'll be cheering for him that day with the tickets I'm sitting on for him. So, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, getting a little Uh, bit ahead of ourselves. But
0: I mean, look, man, that's that's why we do what we do. That's why we make the bets now, and it's why we made the bets back in February because, you know, this is a long season. We even said it in the beginning. This is a very long season. Lots of stuff can happen. We knew that it was going to take Kevin some time to get adjusted to this and – I mean, I'm telling you, he's dialed in now, and he's all sorts of happy. But we'll talk about more Kevin Harvick after the break as we got bets to break down, and there were a lot of good ones this weekend, so we'll we'll have fun breaking these ones down uh, as we always do. But first, let's tell you about Win. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now's the perfect time. New customers, if you are one, if you bet hundred dollars, you're gonna get a one hundred dollar free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you gotta check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open. It's twenty four hours a day where you can get a one hundred percent deposit bonus up to one. Thousand dollars win. Also, just released their first QB with five TD props bet. You want to jump all over that? So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.comslash win bet so they know we sent you. that That's slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you're like me, you love shopping around for odds. If you're like me, you hate having 600 tabs open while you're shopping for odds. Well, guess what? Those days are over. Now, you can have one tab open, not just for your odds, ladies and gentlemen, but for the research to go along with your bets. The actual betting tracking itself, everything you need, it's self-contained in one single tab. What tab needs to be open, you ask me? Trader. Com. It is the only tab you will need open to research your bets, to figure out what you want to do with those bets, to find the lines for those bets on the over, under the spreads, the money line. All that stuff is right there for you. You get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. Come on, man. OddsTrader.com literally has everything for you. Plus, A bet tracker as well to keep track of those bets across the books. So, again, it's the only place you will ever need to go now for all of your betting needs, especially NFL season right around the corner. You're going to place a lot of bets. You're going to need a way to keep track of them. You're going to need to research them. Go to oddstrader.com. oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Best of all, it's free to offer, or free to enter. Get in over at SportsGamilyPodcast.com slash Survivor. That's SportsGamilyPodcast.com slash Survivor. The prizes have been announced. Winner take all. $500 and $250 gift card to the SGPN store. Use some of that $500 to rebet, Plus on top of what you won from these last couple of weeks too. I'm telling you right now, this was a hell of a weekend. Of racing for us. Once again, we were sort of, uh, I mean, we're getting dialed in next season. Cody beware of us. Cause we are going to be so locked. I mean, we're already, we're already doing well, but you know, I just feel like this, this is starting to hit its stride now. And by the end of this year, people are eating steak, my friend, they're eating steak.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this was the first week since Nashville where we didn't hit an outright winner. And it was still a very good positive week. We had tons of bets that still cash some pretty good plus odds bets again that cover those bets you're putting in on the winners that that did miss. So, again, we've talked about it so many times, but but betting on, on NASCAR and racing in general isn't just about betting the winner. That's fun. And, and especially when you hit those 40 to ones, the 25 to ones, 10 to ones, those are all great. But where you're really going to make your money is the head-to-head matchups, these group matchups, these manufacturer-to-win bets, stuff like that. That that's going to be the things that keep you going on a week-to-week basis. Then when you do hit the ten-to-ones, the twenty-five-to-ones, the forty-to-ones, that's just the gravy on top of that steak. Well, the gravy
0: on top. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> it starts with our first head-to-head in a very long time, uh, where we had Ben Rhodes and Stuart Friesen head-to-head. Cody took the freezing side of it, I took the Ben Rhodes side of it, and this head-to-head once again proves, always listen to Cody, because uh, Cody won this one with Freezing over Rhodes at minus 110. This just was not Ben Rhodes' day. He had trouble from the get-go, that truck was slow, uh, so many things that were going wrong with him and the truck. He didn't even know, to be honest with you, I, especially after the interview, or his after interview, he had no clue. What was going on with this truck, he couldn't figure it out. He just knew it was a bad day overall. So Rhodes finishes in 18th place uh, on the day. But Stuart Friesen, a top-10 truck, a top-5 truck for a lot of the, the opportunity, but uh, fell to 11th after a couple of, of restarts. But uh, yeah, Stuart Friesen wins the head-to-head, buddy.
1: Yeah, and I, again, I looking at this matchup head-to-head, like when you just look at it, Ben Rhodes against Friesen. It kind of you're kind of like, what? Why not Ben Rhodes? But that's where I had went back, and in seven of the last eight races prior to this one, and it had been Friesen beat him all those times. And Rhodes has just been struggling, and we saw it at IRP. He ended up finishing second, but it was a very false finishing number. <laughs> he he didn't earn. Uh, he finished second, he earned so whatever. But he wasn't a second place truck the whole race. I mean. He lucked into it at the end. A bunch of cars pitted. He stayed out. Stuff worked out for him. He finished second. But, you know, with five laps to go, ten laps to go, he wasn't nowhere near second. He didn't have that good of a car or truck. And he just, again, for being last season's champion and on such a good team, it's been surprising. But the truck has not been there these last seven, eight, nine races. And Friesen had beat him seven of eight going into this race. And Friesen wasn't necessarily as good as I expected him to be. His result, I don't think... Was it as good as his truck really was? But uh, it was more just a fade on roads because he's not been performing well and it paid off again this week.
0: You know, and sometimes that's the angle you got to take, right? I mean, that, that was how we rode the Denny Hamlin train for as long as we did is we were just fading Denny Hamlin. It wasn't necessarily that we thought the other driver was going to be a whole lot better. We were just fading Denny Hamlin. We were just saying, all right, you know, Denny Hamlin's going to suck today. So whatever driver we can get a- above him, let's take him. And so, yeah, that's, and that's what it was.
1: Man, that's been like one of our key things this year is being able to find the guys in the right spots and you can't do the same thing all year. You, I mean, there's come a point where you you had to stop fading Denny Hamlin. And we really – we have now. There was a head-to-head this week, but that was an odds-based thing. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But, um, but, but you got to find the the trends and the things. It was Redick for a while. He, even though he was good every week, and that made people want to bet him because oh, he's good. He looked good. He was oh, he, he should have won that race, but he had a flat tire. But something was always happening to him, and we kept betting against him. Kept betting against him, and he'd look good in three quarters of the race. You're like, why did I bet against him? And then all of a sudden, you're like. That's why I bet against him because it was something going to be wrong. So again, with the Rhodes thing here, it's just it hadn't been there other than that one second place, which was kind of a false. Just looking at it on the surface didn't exactly tell you the story. Exactly.
0: Uh, well, this is kind of another one that isn't going to exactly tell you the story. In that your uh, bet where you had Zane Smith over John Hunter Nemechek, but boy, I got to tell you, those those KBM trucks were just the class of the field tonight or last uh, last week. And just I mean, again, it was John Hunter Nemechek finishing second, um, Zane Smith finishing ninth. But you know, again, Zane Smith fast truck started sixth. It just you know, it, it felt to me a lot like strategy got a, a v- involved in a lot of that, but moreover, it was literally just the person at the truck in front ran away with everything and everybody else was sort of fighting around them to get it. And Zane Smith did well to finish ninth, but never really factored into the mix as much as, as anybody thought. But John Hunter Nemechek was always somewhere around the front. Maybe I mean, he only led one lap, so it wasn't as if he was in the front the whole time, but he was always right around the front. So, yeah, this one was – it was John yeah, Hunter I, Nemechek's and day. I mean,
1: John Hunter's side of this was juiced up to minus 140, and the Zane Smith side was plus 110. So, I mean, my logic and reasoning was these are the top two favorites going into the race. If they're supposed to be that close, why is it so juiced to one side? Now that's a side that ended up paying off and good for it, but – I still feel like you were getting value, getting a plus money number with two guys who should have been close together. wasn't Zane Smith's day, and he didn't really compete all day, like you said. And John Hunter looked good. But again, even though he looked good and he was up front, he still doesn't have that dominant truck that he did last year where he's leading a bunch of laps. He said he led one lap. So, I mean, his teammate led a ton of laps, was up there all day. But John Hunter still, again – looking good and getting some good runs, but he's not that dominant truck. He was. And I still don't think that minus minus one forty was, would have been the way I would have picked going back now. So again, missed it, but I feel like it was still the, the reasoning we went with that side of it was, was good. And Again, this one didn't pay off, but that'll happen.
0: But, you know, if all things were equal, John Hunter did have to struggle a couple of times to get around and, and get back up to the front. So it wasn't necessarily as if it was clean sailing for him the whole way through. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. This this John Hunter started out the day not necessarily the great. He actually started in seventh, where Zane Smith started in sixth. So it was a one-spot one, one spot difference yeah. between the and two. And uh,
1: looking back, too, I mean, it had been six or seven races, <laughs> the same thing with the freezing thing. Even though the John Hunter side, the name kind of makes you think. Well, yeah, you should take that side. Six of the last seven races before that, it hadn't been. So the the trend they were on was Smith was getting the better of them. And again, it, I mean, he just didn't have the truck this week. And those, I mean, those KBM trucks look good. Chandler Smith looked fast. He looked good. He might be somebody that really need to watch these playoffs because he's he's really getting into form here, winning two of the last three, I think now, and and looking really good. Now, granted, the trucks have a long break, quite a few weeks off before they race again now, but it's something to keep in mind is how well he's been running.
0: Well, speaking of that, and, and newly minted father as well, uh, Chandler Smith, we we had him in a head to head over Carson Hosevar. and obviously, uh, spoiler alert, Chandler Smith won the race.
1: <laughs> Which, won- by the way, I did throw that out there on the podcast. When we, taught, we were talking about it, I said, if you were into the narrative thing, he just became a dad. I should have went with the narrative and picked that, but I did not. But I did. W- I do want to say that I did mention it.
0: Yes, you did. And I do remember that, too. You're like, if you believe in the narrative, he's a new Remind dad. Remind me, every
1: time these guys become fathers, they win every freaking time. We just got to nail From now on, that's just going to be an automatic new dad bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding a column on the sheet for that. You should, new dad special,
0: new dad special. Yeah, it just puts a little bit of lead in their foot, man. I don't know what it is, yeah. a little little uh, lift in their in their spirits. But uh, yeah, so we had uh, Chandler Smith over Carson Hosevar at minus one twenty five. Obviously, Chandler Smith won. Carson Hosevar took strategy to get him to tenth place. His truck was not good all day long. He was mired in the top fifteen, top twenty. For most of the race, and and he found his way up every once in a while, but yeah, again, this was a, a pretty much a strategy call to get got him into tenth place, uh, but still not good enough to beat the the winner of the race, who led a hundred and seventy six laps of the two hundred and fifty total. The only other person to lead uh, that many laps was Ty Majeski, uh, who actually I'll get to my next bet then. Ty Majeski, I had a, him as a top five finisher at minus one ten. And Ty Majeski was third place in that. He led 73. He led that first stage. Was it first stage or second stage? I think it was the entire entire first stage. stage, Yeah, yeah. the entire first stage, man. And this is what I was saying. When when the leader got out front, the leader got out front. Why? Because Chandler Smith held on to their lead the rest of the way. It was literally three leaders the entire race. And the only way that John Hunter Nemechek got one lap was on a restart. And that was it. And once Chandler Smith got that lead back, it was over.
1: Yep. Yeah. I was a very follow the lead leader. <laughs> follow the leader guy. Yeah. It didn't change hands much. But jumping jumping ahead a little. I had Majeski to win. Also eight to one. That looked good going into the weekend. He gets the pole. He starts up front, leads the entire first stage. Uh I mean he had a pretty good day. So he yeah, he led the whole the whole first stage and won it. He led seventy three laps on the day. Again, one of three leaders one of those leaders only led one lap. So eight to one. I feel like that was pretty good, man. He's so freaking close to getting that first win. Just needs to get over the hump, but uh didn't, was, wasn't his day this time, but also I had Stuart Friesen top five plus one thirty. Again, we talked about it. He finished 11th. I don't know. Looking back, this probably wasn't the best one just because there wasn't enough there. I, I really, I had high hopes for Friesen and he just, he had a decent truck for, for most of the race, but again, just late restarts and stuff, things kind of, kind of got in his way, but, uh, not, not to be this time.
0: Majeski had a pit problem though, too, after the first stage, that's really what kind of got him mired back in the field. I say back in the field, but it was like third place, it, but that's still back enough to where Chandler Smith jumped out. But yeah, I mean, when it's,
1: and when it's hard to lead, it's, it's hard to get back past those guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. And he finished fourth in stage two. So then that, that's, just putting you behind the eight ball, and now he, he came back up to third. I was hoping with I think if we got one more late restart, he would have had a chance. But uh, I think so too.
0: Yeah, it was tough. I mean, again, it was just tough to to make passes, obviously, on the leaders. And with Ty Majeski losing the the pit because of pits in in the first stage, then that was pretty. I, and I knew I knew once he came out on track and he wasn't in first place, I was like, yep, well, we're done. So oh well. Uh, but I did have Grant Enfinger Finger to win. Uh, as well, he finished fourth. But look, take this away from it, guys. Listen to the finishing positions of of the folks that we picked to to win. Right uh, again, you uh, Cody picked Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski finished third. I picked Grant Enfinger. Enfinger finished fourth. We had picked Chandler Smith in a bet. We picked John Hunter Nemechek in a bet. Like all these guys finishing in the top four, like we knew where the fast trucks was going to be. <laughs> so luckily most of it panned out for us. Obviously,
1: the And again, too with that, uh Smith and Nemechek were very very low odds to win the race. I think they were 3 and 4 to 1 or something like that when we recorded. So, yes, they won and got second, but eh, obviously that would, you know, you cash that bet if you take it, but again, value-wise wasn't a ton of value picking them with all the things that could go on and then you, you know, eight to one finishes third, 12 to one finishes fourth, 50 to one finishes seventh. You can't tell me that's priced right. We, I had Matt craft at 50 to one and he finished seventh. So again, I, I think we did a pretty good job with picking our winners and finding good value again, eight to one and third, 12 to one and fourth. Those guys are right there. One more late caution, one mistake from those two front leaders and, and they're easily, or has Majeski doesn't have a pit mistake. Maybe he leads all but one lap in that race. You never know. So, So I think we were definitely on track, and again, the favorites kind of got first and second this week, which happens, and again, sometimes it is best to bet on the favorites, and it would have worked out this time, but I feel like our process was still good, and obviously, we picked some pretty good guys being up there in the mix, and right behind those favorited guys to win. Indeed. I said it in a tweet earlier, you know,
0: sometimes the boring plays are the ones that are going to cash for you. I mean, they're not sexy, and they may not get clicks, but... Are you? Do you want clicks or do you want money in your bank account? I, that's all I'm asking,
1: you know, that's, at the end of the be day. be my NASCAR Cup Series pick this week, just a FYI.
0: <laughs> well, let's move on to the recap of the <laughs> Richmond race for the Cup race. Uh, again, a lot of fun in that one. More more lead changes, not necessarily a lot more than the Xfinity race, but uh, we had Joey Logano jumping out and leading 222 laps in this race how insane is that like and and he started in 17th and led 222 laps uh ross chastain led 80 kevin harvick led 55 denny hamlin led 22 and kyle larson led 11 everybody else just sort of trickled in ricky Stenhouse led six uh because of him staying out uh then cole custer led two because ricky Stenhouse pitted and then elliot and blaney picked up uh, a lap lead as well but uh, yeah, this race, man. Again, Kevin Harvick coming through for win number two on the season, back to back. I'm telling you, everybody, look out. Happy Harvick is happy again. He's content. He's now in the playoffs for sure. I'm you got to be locked in at this point, and yep. uh, and looking ahead to making some serious noise heading into the the playoff rounds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, shout out to to my guys, the Garage guys. They were all over Logano early in the week and i just i did not see that Then he qualified poorly and it was like yeah you know he'd shot like a freaking can and when they had a couple of restarts there he just jumped through the field and then yeah i mean leading all those laps my, i ended up having a pretty good dfs day and cash pretty big but like the whole race i had like second third fifth sixth in the race all just running there and i'm like Joey's getting all these fucking laps led. If one of my guys was just in front of him, getting all these laps led, I'd be making so much more. But, uh, I, I didn't see that coming from Joey. And again, he's, he, we've talked about him a couple times this season where he just jumps up out of nowhere. All of a sudden he's good. He's either really good or he's not good at all. He's just, there's no in between with him. So it's hard to, to go with him, but, uh, he looked good. I thought for sure he was going to win that race for a long time there, but, uh, Yeah, Harvick, again, a little pit strategy. I think he pitted a lap earlier maybe, and that was kind of the difference, and then he overtook him and and didn't look back. He did not. Well, let's get right to the bets because
0: Harvick is pretty much a factor in a lot of our early bets here. We were
1: all over him early. All
0: over him, Harvick (laughs) over Byron. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Well, look, I I said it in a tweet. I was a little scared to give him back-to-back because you know my heart lies with Harvick, but still,
1: I'm trying to give good advice. It's hard to do. I i don't have we seen a back-to-back winner this year i don't think we have yeah he's the so first. yeah but yeah uh yeah first bet i had kevin harvick over william byron minus 120. again we talk about harvick even when i was on the he wasn't going to win train he gets good finishes every week he's reliable he's good you knew it was going to happen obviously when you finish first it's hard for anybody else to beat you so that makes it easy uh william byron we talked about it he finished third here in the spring. That was kind of a not super accurate result based on some things happened late in the race. Plus, he was on a hot streak then. He was kind of on a cooler streak now. He wasn't really in the play all day. He finished 11, so a decent day for him, but uh, nowhere close to Harvick. So at minus 120, that was that was a pretty easy cash there.
0: Really easy cash. But what pissed me off is we had Byron in another bet, and I had Bubba Wallace over Byron. Uh, Byron was a lap down at one point and, and really just, he was back in the pack, very, very far back in the pack, but he salvaged his day and, and Bubba Wallace, you know, for as bad as, as he said he did, uh, he he was in 13th, he finished 13th. Uh, but he was ahead of Byron all day, (laughs) all day for the most part until like the last, uh, I would say the last restart or so where Bubba Wallace finished or, or was right behind him. But look, Byron finished 11th Wallace finished 13th and it was flip flopped all day long until Byron's crew uh,
1: got him in front of Wallace and, and basically things, stayed Things there. really got shook up at the end there too, because for a long time there was like 12 cars on the lead lap and that was it. Then at one point we had a couple quick cautions and all of a sudden he had like 18, 19 guys back on the lead lap but, uh, yeah, for a long time, it was not many cars on the lead lap, which which looked good when, when your guys were, you know, somebody's lap down, you got them in the head-to-head, and your guys in the lead lap, that feels good. But uh, I think you were on the right track here, especially with the way Bubba's been running lately. He missed it by a little bit, but uh, he was running good all day, so I think I would take that one again.
0: Well, there's a couple of slow pit stops for Bubba, too, so, I mean, it was it was not necessarily all his fault. And then, of course, just the racing got kind of intense back there with the three-wide and and some of the the stuff that was going on, especially after restarts, it was just tough to keep it up. So yeah, it was tough. Uh, all right, you had Harvick over Denny Hamlin at plus money. Come on.
1: Dude. So I looked I looked back because I knew I wrote something funny on my notes. When when I'm making these writing out these bets, I, I like to make a couple of notes with them. And, and I wrote so it was Kevin Harvick over Denny Hamlin. It was plus two fifteen. And on the Denny side of things, it was minus 255. And I just wrote, what, with two question marks, LOL, and value. Like, what? <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Why? I And we talked about this on the thing. I mean, I said I was big on Hamlin. I was close to picking Hamlin to win the race. I thought he was going to be good. You know, we, we knew he would run good here. He's always run good here. He did it early in the, earlier this year where he won the race. And he did run good. He was fourth. So he had a great day, but plus two fifteen on a head-to-head when these guys are so close together each and every week. More races, there's been more races where Harvick has beaten Hamlin than the other way around. So you're already got that built in with all the problems Hamlin's had. Now lately they've kind of figured things out, but that still kind of hangs in the balance sometimes. Again, we talked about it. He's been the most penalized driver on pit road thirty-one pit or yeah thirty-one p- penalties. On pit road, between driver, between crew, the whole team. And and Harvick is just the most reliable guy. He's always going to be top five, top eight, top ten at the worst. Each and every week, you're going to get a consistent finish. So this was a no-brainer from the value side of things, let alone Harvick then going out and winning this race. That made it look even more silly. But I just (laughs) – and they've already put out lines for this week, and I just looked right away. Because if there's another one that's this ridiculous – just take it, especially at a road course. But I, what were they doing when they set this line? Why were these guys ha- matched up head to head, and why was it so ridiculous like this?
0: The Toyota narrative probably overshadowed everything that because even the well, announcers right. were were pumping yeah, it again. When we
1: get into the manufacturer, but we'll talk about that exactly because yeah. you know another place that paid off for us. But man, it just I don't know. I and you know we talked about it too. We thought Toyotas were going to be good, but so much value in a bet like that and even had hamlin finished fourth and harvick finished fifth i would have been plenty happy taking a bet like that even losing it because so much value on that side of it and for him to just come out and win like that man but again this is where and especially early in the week when when we record our shows and when we put out these lines that that's the time to grab stuff like that because that's just an egregious mistake and People, people were figuring it out quickly. I saw articles and stuff, uh, you know, uh, people saying, you got to pounce on this, and, and, that, and that moves lines quickly. So luckily we were one of the first on it, and, and hopefully everybody took it because that was just, man, sometimes you catch them sleeping, and this was a, a very clear case of that, I think.
0: I'm sure the books are feeling good about themselves too with Danny Hamlin starting third and Kevin starting 13th. They're probably like, ha, ha, ha.
1: Yeah, guess look at these All these idiots uh, <laughs> bet on this side of this thing. What a dummies! Yeah, you're the dummy.
0: So, <laughs> uh, all right, we weren't dummies for taking this bet either, and that was Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain. Never really in doubt. I mean, look, Chastain looked like he could play up front. I mean, he he, he started second, right? And and it was if we thought he was going to shoot out, and he he did. He led 80 laps, and we were like, okay, well, okay, Chastain's probably going to going to get this one. But then he just got mired up. It was almost like a Ty Majesky type of a situation where a mistake obviously put him in the wrong position, and then he just kind of cost himself the rest. He was falling off and bumping and banging and and pissing people off left and right. So, yeah, this just was not Ross Chastain's day by the end of it. Started second, finished 18th, whereas Ryan Blaney finished in 10th, right where he started. So, uh, yeah, and, and for Blaney we'll talk about it a little more uh, when we talk about the winners this just uh it just was not the day that really we were hoping for out of Blaney he didn't have the speed he had a good car he had a top 10 car but he just did not have the speed that his other Ford buddies had and and the rest of those those Chevrolets especially on a there.
1: day when Ford was so good mhm yeah. man it you would have thought it would have went his way more and it just i mean we just talked about Joey Logano, his teammate how good he was that's what we expected from Blaney. That's what I—that's what I thought was going to happen, and it did. Can real quick, can we talk about Kyle Larson too? I'm ready to hit the red alert button. Comes out, gets the pole, doesn't even lead the first lap of this thing. Nowhere to be seen the rest of the day. Finishes all the way back in 14th. I'm yep. I'm a Kyle Larson fan. I'm starting to panic now because what the hell's going on with that team? I mean, he won 10 races last year. He's been nowhere to be seen for a majority of the season. He got a couple of wins. I think he won two races early in the season, but maybe just one. But uh, It's just the one, yeah. Yeah, just the one. And I think that was the second race of the year, and we're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of those seasons again. And then just nothing from him. And, and man, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought this was going to be the week. I, I went pretty good on him in DFS because I was like, man, starting first, Kyle Larson's back. We're going to see he's going to come out and lead 200 laps. And he just – and there was even – yeah, I almost led someone astray in the Discord by telling him to, to bet on him instead of Chastain uh, to win stage one. Luckily, he didn't listen to me, and he cashed anyways. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't – just panic for Kyle Larson. But, anyways, back, back to the bets. Uh, Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr., plus 100. Uh, this one missed just by a little bit. Uh, Truex finished seventh. Kyle Busch finished ninth. Again, plus money on this for Kyle Busch, it, it didn't make sense, and I still think it was a good bet. Now, Busch did not qualify well at all. He started 29th. That probably attributed to to some of his issues. Truex started sixth. Um, Kyle Busch just, man, I, I don't know. I While we're talking about it, I picked him to win 7-1. He's, he's won a bunch here. He's run really well here, and we thought maybe we'd see it from him, but – I'm starting to think maybe all this contract stuff, this ride stuff is getting to him in the car. You know, we think that he's a guy that can just put it away and get in that car and race. And I'm starting to wonder if that's not the case anymore. I do think he would have finished ahead of Truex. Had he not gotten taken out, had he not gotten chastained, but uh, you know, <laughs> Oh, well, I guess. So I, again, I plus money. Truex was on the negative money side of this. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have liked that side. And again, Trix was a favorite to win this race, and he was nowhere to be found. He started sixth and finished seventh, and that's basically where he was all day. He was never a a factor in this. And again, if you're a Trix fan, that's also a red alert button because this is a track he's done really well at. Toyota's done well at. Gibbs has done well at. And he just had no speed. Uh, I mean, sixth qualifying is decent, but but no speed in the race at all. Um, And just kind of hung there all day and didn't really do much with it. So... Again, a plus money, I felt like it was a good good side of the matchup. Came out just a bit short, but uh, I think a couple things would have been different, and, and we could have cashed that. Yeah,
0: I mean, for Kyle, it it really was a disappointing day because he didn't have – I mean, he had to start in the back of the field. Obviously, for him, charging up, that was impressive. And if you had him in DFS, you were happy, happy. Yep.
1: He was a great DFS play on oh, day, yeah. 20 points and,
0: for differential,
1: yeah. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great day for – for him from that aspect, but
0: yeah, not for the and, day. And again, I think
1: it could have been better, but just when you start back with those guys, stuff goes wrong and bad early. You get beat around, banged. Up. I mean, we saw him and Ty Gibbs. Man, they were Ty Gibbs was racing. That, that almost looked like Ty Gibbs was auditioning for that 18 car right there. Like, look, I can drive just as good as this guy can. He wasn't taking no shit from him. So that was. That was an interesting little thing to see during the race there, but uh,
0: although I was, t- I thought to myself, that's rather strange of you to be beaten and banging on your on your grandfather's car yeah, I don't like have the that. Car your
1: grandpa owns, but like, gotta get us, gotta get grandpa's attention, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, wake up, wake up, pop pop! I- I'm gonna take this car away. Yeah, that's right. I- so um, yeah, I mean, again, Truex he limped his retired self above uh, for the win, uh, but we did cash this one, and that was Harvick to win Group C because well Harvick won the whole damn thing so obviously he beat every driver out there in group C uh and and honestly i can't remember who else was in group C cuz i i didn't go back and look again but
1: cuz i was like who cares he won the whole thing it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter cuz he won so he beat them all he did yeah i don't remember who all was was in that one either but uh Again, it don't matter because he won the race. So, cares
0: <laughs> who cares? <laughs> uh, but I know that was plus money. I do know that. I remember that was a good good plus bet. So, uh, we won you money yep. there. Yeah, I think well.
1: you're at plus two forty, plus two fifty on that. Correct. Yep. And then, so, yep. Uh, ju- yeah. Jumping over to my next one. Ford to win this race, plus four thirty. We talked about it. Another just straight value. What? 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 Were, what are we doing here? Again, we thought Toyota was going to be good. We thought Toyota was going to be fast. They've only got six cars in the field, and one of them is a not even a full time guy because he's out. Like, so that already puts them at a disadvantage. Yes, they did have some of the best cars, but it, it just this was way mispriced. Again, we hit it last week. We, you gave it out, and we hit it with Harvick. Did it again this week because of Harvick. Um, but Ford looked good. I mean, Joey Logano led a majority of that race in a Ford. Five of the top 10 cars were all Fords. At one point, I think Ford, like, first through sixth or something, it was something ridiculous, and it was just like, wow, what a Ford day. And and so, again, we're digging deep for you and finding these good value bets. We didn't hit an outright winner, but when you're hitting a plus 430 on the weekend without hitting the winner, that's a pretty good weekend, and that that can cover up a lot of stuff and and make your day a lot better. And so, again, it just – Sometimes, even if you think, I mean, we were on the Toyota narrative, too. We said Toyota was going to be good. We thought Toyotas would probably win this race. But too much value to leave something like this on the board, not throw something on it. And again, two weeks in a row, it paid off for us. I saw some of you guys tailed that one as
0: well as Harvick to win group C. So congratulations to those of you who cashed uh, because that's a lot of fun. Uh, I think we
1: even might've had a few people. I didn't see any tickets, but in the discord, a few people were all about Harvick. So I don't, I think we might've had a few people that, Jumped on him to win after we talked him up. So hope so. We'll take we'll take credit for that.
0: Yeah, pat pat everybody on the back and then <laughs> ourselves too. Uh, all right, let's Good just job. round out the last few bets. Obviously, we talked a lot about these ones, anyways. Uh, there was no 16th new winner this season, unfortunately. Uh, that was just a fun little one to toss out if Blaney would have won, but Blaney did not win because I gave him out, and then uh, you actually doubled up on Blaney. We we had the, we both co-signed on Blaney. And it, this is the last time we co-signed on anybody together. Yeah, right? that was our first
1: time and last time picking the same guy to win the race. We thought, we thought it was time. good, but, uh, <laughs> didn't happen this time. And then of course I had Kyle Busch. We already talked about that again. Yeah. We just, we missed it on the outrights this week, but, uh, That's all right, because we're going to hit them this weekend at Watkins Glen. Well, and that's
0: what we'll talk about. We'll give a little bit of a preview for Watkins Glen. For those of you who may be relatively new to the sport, we always give a little bit of a preview to the track we're heading to, and it is Watkins Glen for the Go Bowling at the Glen 250. And uh, uh, it's not Go 250. It's just Go Bowling at the Glen. I'm already ahead of myself. Whatever. (laughs) We'll talk about it when we get back from the break. (laughs) But let's uh, pay a couple of bills. So before we do, let's talk about sleeper. the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players i know you got leagues on there i got leagues on there cody's got leagues on there so many of the sgpn nation have leagues on there i use it for mine they just passed four million users and now you can win on sleeper by playing in their new over under game first in any sport choose two or more players that you like pick the over and the under and if you pick correctly you're going to win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. And the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing. Download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, you can join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match that first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I love coffee. I'm I'm going to say it, I do. I love coffee. And the reason I love coffee the most is cuz I got Trade Coffee and Trade connects me with the freshest and best tasting coffee that I've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. It's delivered straight to me and I get exactly the amount that I need, the flavor that I need because it is matched to me by all of the folks over there at Trade Coffee. All you got to do to jump in with this with me is answer a couple of questions. You're going to get your own personalized variety of coffee delivered fresh to you as often as you like man you get freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters and they're all small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to substantially source their greatest beans from around the world and it's sustainably it does that too so right now Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started today by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let Trade Coffee find you a coffee that you are going to love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Look. I know I know gas prices are starting to come down I get it but it's still expensive as hell to put gas in that tank. You don't have a gas tank guy just popping a gas can in your in your car or truck or whatever and fill it up and then drive off. No no, you got to put it in the pump yourself and you got to pay for it. That gets expensive. I'm telling you right now. And if you could ask yourself future self for something, maybe you'd ask them for a little money, right? A little borrow a little cash, get you a little extra gas. Now you can with Dave Dave is the banking app that you can get $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill up your tank Maybe buy a wedding gift as this season closes for weddings or catch up on some of those bills that you've been letting pile up and maybe using to prop up your chair. You can finally tackle those expensive that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app and you can get financial relief with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need some extra cash, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from Future you, Go download the Dave app now from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future U will thank you. Future U will also be paying attention to the New York greater area that houses the Watkins Glen Track, it is a road race, yet another one in this schedule. And, you know, Cody, here's the thing about road races, right? And and I know when we get into the overall bets, uh, there'll be one name that you're pretty much just going to give out. Matter of fact, why don't we just make every one of your bets involve him and, and we'll just call it good,
1: right? Yeah, just uh, bet every Chase Elliott bet on the board this week and it'll be fine.
0: Every single Chase Elliott bet. <sighs> Yeah, do do that at your own risk. But uh, yeah, I mean, look. Here's the thing: we talk about road racing. Talk about uh, ex- exactly what <laughs> what Cody just said as far as who to, who to be the favorite for this. But we've seen a lot of different winners in road races. Now we thought we would see chase Elliott run away with all of them. We thought we'd see Kyle Larson run away with all. Instead we get Tyler Reddick. We get Ross Chastain. We get all sorts of different, uh, Daniel interesting. Tyler Suarez. Reddick is
1: Tyler Reddick's won back to back road course races. Maybe he's the new chase Elliott of road courses. Who knows? Yeah,
0: maybe, but yeah, again, we've, we've gotten all these different winners. Um, and, and so it kind of throws a little wrench right into, into what we think we know, which is why, when we start digging into these lines and, and the early lines are already in, and I mean, no surprise, Cody, who's the favorite?
1: <laughs> wow, Chase Elliott, look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> why they got him out I'm right actually now? kind of surprised. I mean, two, 275. You kind of expect Tyler Reddick to be the favorite. But one thing I have noticed here with the lines so so Chase Elliott plus 500, Tyler Reddick plus 600, then it's Kyle Larson at plus 900, Chastain and at plus at plus 10 to 1. So, it used to be, I mean, you were getting, like, plus 300, plus 400, plus 500. Like, you'd have five, six, seven guys up there. Now, why is A.J. Allmendinger's 15 to one? Are you kidding me? Spoiler alert. (laughs) No, you know what? Mona's the bet of the week. A.J. Allmendinger, he's my recap show pick. 15 to one? Are you (laughs) kidding me? What are we doing? That's with no research at all, but... uh, Yeah, geez, you got to put a little something on that. That's ridiculous. I just noticed that. Anyways, but you are getting more value at the top of the board than you were before because we have seen. We cashed it earlier this season, twice this season on road courses. So, yes, I do love Chase Elliott on road courses. Yes, I'm probably going to put some on him because I can't help myself, but I gave out Ross Chastain 40-1 to on a road course earlier this season, cashed it, gave out Tyler Reddick 25-1 to on a road course earlier this season, cashed it and in the tyler reddick one i gave out chase elliott as well and he finished second so there's a there's a method to my madness. I'm not just a Chase Elliott fanboy, although I can be that sometimes.
0: <laughs> so Ricky Stanhouse at five hundred to one. That right. That's what we're doing, we're that.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, why, why, why I'm just not? saying. He let he, he was up front. Uh, Richard's at twenty five to one. Man, there's some juicy stuff this weekend. There really is. I can't wait to dig in. I like it already. <laughs> uh, look
0: at some of the past winners of this track, uh, and and look for the go bowling at the at the Glen. It's 90 laps on a 2.450 mile road course. Good for 220 and a half miles. Uh, Took a look at what happened last year at this race. There was, what, seven lead changes, and the margin of victory between Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott was about two and a half seconds. Go back and look at some of the winners. Last season, it was Kyle Larson completing the dominating season just all over the place. Back-to-back for Chase Elliott in 2019, 2018. Martin Truex in 2017. Danny Hamlin in 2016. Joey Logano in 2015. Allmendinger did it in 2014. Kyle Busch did it in 2013. And then Marco Samprosi, 2012 and 2011. But wait.
1: That, man, that one of those races was a good one. Really good. You got to go watch the replay. Kyle Busch was leading on the last lap. I think Brad Keselowski dumped him. And then Kozlowski and Ambrose like just battled it out like the last half a lap, which is like a mile and a half. And and, like just through corners, like both of them going in the grass, beating and banging and sliding all over the track. And Ambrose got him at the end. It was, yeah, one of the all time like great last lap finishes in NASCAR. It was amazing. Well, and
0: I said Ambrose, I'm in CFL mode. I see that, and I see Ambrose, because that's a Canadian thing. Uh, but the the year before that, Juan Pablo Montoya, 2010. Love me some Juan Pablo Montoya. Uh,
1: okay, so real quick, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, Marcos Ambrose, some former F1 open-wheel guys. Oh, you're going to do is, it? There is, for the first time in NASCAR history, seven countries being represented this weekend. First of all, there's 39 cars on the entry list, which freaking amazing. I hope that we go back to 43 here soon because those were the good days. But 39 cars, first of all, is great. So obviously the United States represented by a majority of the field. Uh, Mexico is represented by Daniel Suarez. Uh, Loris Hesmans is from Belgium. Daniel Kaivat is from Russia. Uh, Kimi Rikinen, something like that. Formula 1 champion is from Finland. You got Mike uh, Rockenfeller from Germany and Kyle Tilley from the United Kingdom. So seven different countries being represented this weekend. That is super awesome to see. NASCAR, I mean, they've. It, it's really, really opened up, obviously. It, it started off as a very redneck Southern sport and all that, but they've come so far and included so many people. We've seen guys like Juan Pablo, like, Marcos Ambrose come over from those other kinds of racing and have success in NASCAR and and sustained careers, which has been great to see this new car has really opened up some of these other guys coming in. So uh, obviously uh, Kimmy has, he's in the the track house car. So we've seen that track house car win a couple times on road courses already this season with Chastain and Suarez. So I don't know if I'm going that far with him yet, but um, great to see, so many of these guys and legends and other forms of racing and open wheel racing and all these other things they've raced in coming to NASCAR. They want to race in NASCAR with the big guys on the big stage on Sunday. And so it's, it's great for the sport and again, it brings in some of the international flavor. You're going to get more viewers from there and stuff like that. And so any growth to the sport like that is good growth. And I love, love, love seeing that seven countries being represented absolutely amazing
0: makes for a great crossover right go listen to the f1 gambling podcast as well uh we'll probably be talking about that when we when we start talking uh f1 this week as well yeah, because back. guess what there's no race yet so we have to fill out the air somehow so we'll, we'll go down we'll get the translators to give us the correct pronunciation of these names and then yeah, that's that's you know. something
1: i struggle with <laughs> uh, well that's all right you know <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, to me, I, I saw that story and I was like, hell yeah, because that's, that means we're going to get a lot more, hopefully eyeballs on these F1 racers. I got to think that these guys are going to do great. I mean, I know stock car and open wheel are, are two completely different disciplines and just to, to have the weight of the stock car versus the absolute freeness of your open wheel car. It will, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it, but I'm excited to watch that play out. I'm excited to watch them get some road racing in because, you know, Watkins Glen is always a fun race as well. Uh, but when you when you start to put different folks in the car, I, I wouldn't call them road course ringers yet. Uh, but, you know, they, they know their way around the twists and turns of a track that's not oval. So, yeah, that's going to be a, a lot of fun, which is why I'm glad you brought it up. Because if you would, if you didn't, I was going to. I definitely noticed that there was all those guys entered into the race.
1: Yeah, and then you got a guy like Joey Hand as well. We've seen him on a few road courses. He's in a Rick Ware car, so you know it's not necessarily always been the best. But he's got some decent finishes. He's he's just a, a road racing guy, race you know in Le Mans and Formula BMW cars and Grand Am's and Star Mazdas, like all this different style of racing. And again, he's another guy that that is crossing over and doing the NASCAR stuff. So it's it's great to see the crossover and. As guys who have gotten into F1 a lot, even though we're NASCAR guys at the core, check out the, the F1 gambling podcast, of course. Um, but it, it's great to see all the crossover and, and all the exposure and, and seeing what these guys that have been so good. I mean, a Formula One world champion is going to race in NASCAR. Like, let's see. obviously, he was pretty good in Formula One. <laughs> let's see what he can do in, in a NASCAR stock car. It's great to see.
0: Well, we'll, uh, we'll probably break a couple of those odds down just to see what they got out there. Once the mo- more odds start breaking down in the books, obviously the outrights are here. Well, you know, we just gave you a little flavor of, of what to expect. But we'll go deeper and we'll dive deeper tomorrow as we always do on our Tuesday show. But Cody, again, we had a great week of racing, a great outcome Uh, thank you guys all so much for for hanging with this show and for having as much fun as you do laying down the bets because we've said it all season long, it it literally is for you. And to watch you guys cash tickets and the excitement level of of you guys being able to tail some of our our better bets and and win, you know, that's all we can ask for. And we're just grateful that you guys continue to give us the platform to do it. So as we wrap it up, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yes, everything you just said, Rod. You can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeb. Again, tons of stuff there. I got some NFL stuff that's come out recently. IndyCar's back this weekend. Uh, F1's off, but we'll have another episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Darius Butler, nine-year NFL vet, uh, guy who's on the Pat McAfee show, uh, all, all kinds of Jim Rome, all that stuff, all the time. So super, super freaking cool guy to talk to. I got a little Patriots talk in there because I'm a big Patriots fan and he was drafted by them. So uh, we talked a little a little football there too, but it was a great conversation. And, and, you know, he, like us, someone that's newer to F1, so even if you're not into F1 yet, check it out. Maybe that'll be enough to, to push you over over the hump and get you in on it. So check that out. But, yeah, find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. you see all my work there. I'll have an article for Xfinity later in this week with the garage guys out um and then follow the show as well on twitter at nascar gambling
0: indeed there's room in the grandstands for you guys I'm telling you right now jump in uh oh yeah and by the way we're probably going to start releasing the f1 only on the f1 feed now that it is live so make sure you uh subscribe to that f1 feed as well again we're an all-service motorsports uh team here at the sgpn and we wouldn't have it any other way so follow me on twitter at rj via gomez and of course jump in that discord jump in and talk about everything from nascar to f1 fat guy food aisle whatever you want to get in on uh hang out with us at the bar doesn't matter anyways fantasy uh, football fantasy football oh yeah, right oh yeah that thing oh yes that happens <laughs> whatever uh all right ladies and gentlemen till tomorrow when we start breaking down the bets let's go racing and let it ride